of our lockdown. I haven't been out, not beyond the garden, not once, not even for a walk or a bike ride, and nobody's been in. That's no doubt sensible, because it protects mum, and indeed my sister and I, from infection, and that's not the real reason. My mum is 86 years old and has Parkinson's dementia. She can't move independently, she can't wash or feed herself, and often she doesn't know where she is or who I am. I've always had the support of professional carers coming into the home two or three times a day to help me. We don't have carers coming to the house anymore because we're isolating ourselves from the outside world completely. My sister is here now. <laughs> but you know it so well, you know the routine. <laughs> you might need a bit more, hey? That's better. Yeah? Yeah. You are brave doing all this before breakfast. It's 9.30 in the morning and we're getting mum ready for the day ahead. This is a late start by normal standards. Care visits are scheduled naturally and occur at the same time each day regardless of whether mum is ready to wake up or not. Now, with my sister and I doing the care, we can choose when to give her medications and breakfast and when to change her soil pad and wheel her through to the bathroom for a shower. It's one of the changes coronavirus has brought an unexpected boon for mum, who gets to lie in like a teenager. It's only me with my glasses on. Over the five years I've been caring for mum, I've got used to our own version of a lockdown. Only I didn't call it that. And before coronavirus, two of us caring meant I had a new freedom to leave home without rushing to shop or walk or visit my two daughters for the day. Coronavirus has closed the shops and isolated me from my daughters. But that's not the reason I prefer to stay home and spend time in the garden with tomato plants and grow bags when, truth be known, I could still go for a walk or get on my bicycle, as long as I'm careful. But when it was just Mum and I in our own little lockdown, I used to imagine the world beyond, busy and full of life, and waiting for me. That's the real reason I haven't had the courage to go out yet. I want to keep that dream alive. It's hard to isolate from the virus, but harder still to isolate from the news. I'm conflicted about how much information I really want and from what source it comes when I have the choice. Because the oddity of corona lockdown, for me, is that it hasn't altered my life significantly, as it has done for millions and millions of people all around the world. Except that whilst a bike ride or a walk is possible, we can't go to the shops or the chemist for fear of infection which is why Helen, one of our carers who would usually be coming into the house, is delivering some medications for Mum by leaving them outside and keeping her distance. I know you're so busy, yeah, no but um, how are you feeling? What's life like out there? It's quite panicky. All the clients are very panicky. Are they? But and there's not everybody's not doing the self-isolation. There's quite a few people on the road still. Really? But, yeah, that shouldn't be on the road. But the police, the police are doing a good check. Yeah. So they're actually local, asking people what they're doing out, so that's good. Okay, and yeah. how is it caring for people with this coronavirus? We have to be very, very careful, and yeah. we're also trying to stop. Some clients still think they're 
their family can go in, so we're trying to stop that. They're not quite getting it. Okay. But generally, everyone's abiding by the rules and they're being very good. Good. Yeah. And how are you and your family coping? Oh, all, all well. Are yeah, you sure? All good. Yeah, I can't see my girls because they're on the front line. They're in A and E oh. and high dependency, so I haven't been seeing they've then for over a month or so yeah oh so. my goodness and my son works at the supermarket so he's topping up all the shelves overnight <gasps> so so is I don't he working really long hours 12 or? hour shifts yeah so i don't see him either so oh but so you can't see your children no, no. oh you must be house is very empty that's why i'm working <laughs> back in the day when the care visit was over in the morning i'd see no one until the next care visit in the afternoon today for the first time in two weeks the world is coming to us whether we like it or not in the shape of Dave, the cooker repairman. Hey, young man. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. And you? Yeah, not bad. I should leave you to it. Yeah, no. Let's have a look. What's going on? <laughs> Dave's got his toolkit, as you might expect, but he's wearing blue latex gloves. We're keeping the recommended two metres distance from each other, which means I'm standing in the hall whilst he's in the kitchen. All your family in a good place? Touch wood at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful times, aren't it? My wife, her brother's got a place in Spain. His best mate that looks after him while he's not there. And his, he died and his wife's got it. I mean, it takes a lot to bring that bloke to pieces because he's been in the army all his life. Yeah. He's dealt with some serious, serious stuff, and he really has. Yeah. Um, he's talking the bits over this, you know. Is he? Mm. Sorry, yeah. I know how lucky we are. We're together. We have a garden. We have enough money to get by. And I think I understand how hard this is for others, especially those who live alone and most of you who have no experience of lockdown because I remember what it was like even before coronavirus. This was me, only a few months ago, just as the winter was biting. I think I'd hit a low point. The tide of life beyond the bungalow has retreated, leaving us beached, centrally heated, hermetically sealed behind PVC windows and with a raft of cake, but beached nevertheless. The challenge comes not in getting through the day, but in knowing the next will be much the same. Days pile one on top of the other like bricks in a wall. I did feel lonely, and I did feel cut off from life, knowing that you and so many other people all around the world are now in the same boat does me no good at all, and just makes me sad. You might wonder if I have some wisdom or insight to offer based on experience, but I'm not sure I do have any great insights. Only the usual suspects, as Captain Renault says in Casablanca, but they're really worth rounding up and can save your sanity. The most obvious is human contact, in whatever shape or form you can, and we're lucky to live in the age of remote communications via the telephone and the internet. As a carer, my social life was almost exclusively via one device or another, staying in touch with family and calling friends, like Jo, who once rented me a room and was also once a carer for her own mum. When you do go out, definitely. It's a bit, sort of, a bit like when I looked after mum. It was sort of... Uh, you kind of felt a bit closed in occasionally and then when you went out it was quite a strange experience and now it's the other way round in a weird way that when you go out because it's so silent 
And it's a, it's a bit sort of like, oh, come on. I think I went to one supermarket the other day and I heard the cashier laugh. Yeah. And I went, I recognise that laugh soon. She said, oh, should I be quiet? And I went, no, bring it on. That's what we need is more laughter. So you're trying to keep people cheerful out there. Oh, George, yeah, yeah. How did you... How did you survive lockdown with your mum? I mean, if you had to advise people who don't know anything about it, what would you say? Well, like I said, just, you know, you've got to kind of find, 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 well, you always have things to do. There's definitely no problem about that. But also you need to change routines so you don't get too bored. Um, you really need, and it's such a stupid thing to say, but you need to be able to laugh with the person you're caring for. Yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> at one stage, I go, my mum, a little bell's ring so that I didn't have to keep going in and checking on her and invading her. <laughs> yes. But yeah. she also used to use that deliberately when she knew that I was just about to start watching a film or something. <laughs> and I'd go, I'd go along and I'd go, what? And she'd go, hello. <laughs> and I'd go, you did that to delivery, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> or another the last thing I want to do is fob you off with homespun philosophy when this situation is so tough for everyone especially those working on the front line, trying to save our lives. The doctors and nurses who for so long have been overlooked and overworked and underpaid and are now expected to risk their lives and the lives of their loved ones without PPE, without tests and listen to the heartfelt thanks of a minister with a five-pillar plan as their reward. We can help them by staying home, staying safe and staying sane. Keeping in touch with others is key, and Joe's right. Laughter matters too. Finding things funny is not a crime in these difficult times. It's mental PPE. I once heard a scientist on the radio who'd spent his entire life studying the secret to happiness by testing folk in a laboratory. When asked what he discovered, he said simply, good friends and achievable challenges. Not lovers, not foreign travel, not celebrity or wealth, just good friends and achievable challenges. Corona hasn't changed that. For me, grow bags represent a challenge just within my grasp, I think. And this weekend, if the weather forecast is right, the frosts are over and temperatures are rising. That means the tomato plants can move outdoors. It may seem foolish to bury your head in a grow bag, but here's the thing, nothing is forever. To cas, to pass, to lass, as my nan used to say, everything breaks, everything passes, everything wearies. A French proverb that might seem to offer any cold comfort, but there's another line that's often forgotten. Mais tout se remplace. Everything is replaced or renewed, especially in the spring, and especially in a grow bag. And soon, I will go out for a walk, or get on my bike, and I will see my daughters, and I may even take some tomatoes with me.
You've been listening to Love and Care, written, voiced and produced by the author. Love and Care is a Me Too Mama production, made by a man in a luxurious shed in the back garden of a suburban bungalow. All rights reserved. Subscribe to download the series. It's free and it's easy. Just go to the website, metoomama.com. That's me, number two, mama, M-A-M-A. You'll find some other stuff there too. Reflections on love, suggestions on care, takeaways, and the chance to share your own stories and experiences. Thanks for listening. Can't ask me that because I'm recording both. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so that's a bit of a daft start, isn't it? Okay, so try again. <laughs>